I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. GreatBigOwl.com Hello, welcome along. It's My Mate Bought a Toaster. My name's Tom Price, and Samantha Baines' name is... Samantha Baines. Well, Sam to my friends. Okay, well, yeah, Samantha. You, you can call me Samantha. Miss Samantha Baines. Uh, Samantha Baines, great to have you here Thanks. for a one-off special. <laughs> too busy. I'm a very busy lady. Someone said to me the other day, where's Sam? She said, I've been enjoying the podcast, but where on earth has Sam Baines been? <laughs> she did. Been where have I been? I was I on holiday know. and then I was you've, ill. You've missed this podcast for a ver- variety of reasons, including <laughs> tattoos, filming, oh, yeah. and just not wanting to to come in because you hated Joel Domit. Well, you you just need to get more on top of my diary. Yeah, I do. That's true. I can't be bothered. With that. The, I, the problem is that I sometimes tell you hours before we're due to record <laughs> that someone awesome and amazing is coming in. For example, Mark Dolan. Woo! What? Well, there it's really nice to be here, and it's. Nice to have Sam here. It obviously means that she's having a bad week career-wise. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why she's always slightly down when she does this podcast. Yeah. The correction in your income that you're now suffering is is my gain because I'm a big fan of yours, as I am of Tom's. And in fact, I've known you for quite a long time, Sam. Maybe four or five years? Yeah. On stand, and off. Stand-up land. Nodding acquaintance. Mm-hmm. That kind of... You've never really given me the time of day, but now you have to because we're in a no, studio. No, we had a great chat in a bar in Edinburgh at like four o'clock in the And morning. that's it. And that's always a key bonding thing. Price and I go back, I would say, in excess of a decade. Oh, my... Do we really? Yeah, maybe... Maybe happens. even 15 years. When did we first gig together? Well, and your audience of many thousands don't care about this, but I think we shared an agent in the early noughties. Oh, of course we did. So, you there know. There you go. And we fought for the attention of that agent. And, and I she think dumped you, both of us. There yeah, we, are, we were. So. Well, it was. It, she told me that there were huge opportunities. Elsewhere. <laughs> In outside what? of in, that building, in the yeah. restaurant trade. She goes, I, I, she touched, and I totally agreed with her. That I've, I've been getting in your way now for so long. Right, right, right. All right. So, uh, Mark Dolan, uh, comedian, TV presenter, and all-round uh, brilliant man. Uh, oh, we are diving into your Amazon history with there right now. We're going back to when you first used Amazon, which is not Oof. that long ago. Really, in the general scheme of things, no. Um, Amazon is definitely a little bit. Like uh, the illegal narcotics, in that if you, I, I'm I'm drug free as a person. I'm pleased to say. Congratulations! Really happy to have um, you. I can't even. I mean, if I have strong tea, I become like annoying. Well, so. can I just say, having watched you make your tea, oh, God, it's a bit. So, so Sam, you weren't here because you were delayed on the tube. Thanks for <laughs> jo- thanks for joining us. Forty-one busy. minutes late. Um, the trains it, the nearly way, killed me, which is a record. We'll I'm come, sweating yeah. we'll and raining, and it was raining. Sending, she's sending a clear message. Anyway, so uh, Sam was a bit late, so I had to watch Mark make his tea. I had, to, I had to watch and indeed listen to Mark make his tea. You're the only man I've ever known to give a running commentary to tea making. I'm really particular about it. it has to. I mean, if I could have a, like a portable colour chart to show people, mm. I, I would. But apparently, that's not socially acceptable. So, <laughs> I'm one. Of, I, what I generally, I could be, I could be in the palace with Her Majesty the Queen, and I would push past her yeah. 
and actually tell the butler, let, let me do this because yeah. you don't know what you're doing. What I would say really particular is that you are wearing a very lovely uh, jacket that you've got on. A, bla- oh, a blazer, maybe it's a blazer, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, but it's a similar colour to your tea, so maybe you <gasps> should, always, instead of having a colour fob with you, you should always wear something beige that you can go, oh, can you make it up my tie? Let me Thanks. see your tea colour. It's a capital idea. Mm. What I need oh, from my yes, tea. pale. I'm yeah. on the pale train. Yeah. What I need is I need it to be just strong enough that I get the little mental tickle of mm. the caffeine, but not not so strong that I get the kind of grinding anxiety of a caffeine overload. Well, maybe you feel that way about your book purchases because we're going back to 2007 and Crumbs. your first purchase was by Tom Robbins. Oh, yes. Can I just say that that link was wonderful, Tom? Thank you so much. Yeah, he is. I work in radio. This. I'm a broadcaster. I've, I, by the way, <laughs> I would... I would actually do this podcast for not. I know it's paid, but it is paid, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Awkward. I. I'm not getting paid. Actually, you no. Can't pay him. Here's, here's what I would do: is uh, can I get a slice of the IP or something? Is it too late to negotiate? <laughs> it's the best idea ever. Um, I would uh, not only would I not take a fee, and thanks for not offering one. I appreciate that. Um, I would pay. If you said to me, uh, "We'd like to have you on a podcast," but. Could you give us fifty pounds to be on it? I think I would find fifty quid to be here because I love shopping so much. Do you really? It is the greatest pleasure. Um, I think it's. I mean, you hear about shopaholics, and yes, of course, it's an issue if you know you're spending beyond your means and yeah. it consistently. But um, whenever I've worked outside of the UK, the the just the thought of being in a foreign, I don't know, clothes shop or like a French supermarket or yeah. just shopping. I don't. I by the way, I'll buy anything. Yeah, I mean, it could it could be um, you know some jam in Italy, or it could be. <laughs> oh, are you one of those people who actually you know, enjoys going to a French um, market? Um, yeah, hundred anything oh, markets, charity shop. Yeah, there is no retail platform I don't enjoy. Can I just say French markets? You think it's really idyllic and beautiful? I've done this every year because I've been to France on holiday every year for the last however many years. Unimaginative. You turn up at a Lazy. French market. No, it's just Calais. It's just a booze cruise. Uh, you turn up at a French market and you think it looks so beautiful. This is going to be absolutely malva you. And you turn up. And uh, there's wasps everywhere, first up, right? Loads of wasps. Correct. And Everyone's they're screaming. French wasps. The well, kids right? hate it. The produce is all stuff I don't really want to eat. It's all mm. just lo- lots of vegetables, nothing very exciting. Yeah. Um, then you find some plastic stuff, which is complete crap, completely overpriced. Yeah. And then you get really hot and sweaty, and then you leave. French markets are the biggest fraud in Europe today, and I'm including Nigel Farage. Well, I did, funny you should mention Farage, but I think it's one of the big... Like plus points of Brexit is the mm. avoidance of French markets. I do agree. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of markets are a bit overrated. But funny enough, I think. Um, I, so when I mentioned about the crack cocaine and uh, being drug free, um, Amazon is definitely in terms of retail is one of the really hard drugs because wow. obviously it's available. It's on your computer and it's on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's it's like I think they've got this new thing where you just have to kind of nod at your phone and it buys everything yeah yeah well maybe this is what happened in 2007 you nodded at your phone and you bought skinny legs and all by tom robbins yeah uh, it cost 6.99 tell us a bit about this well it's um, obviously been a few years since i read it but it's a really imaginative book uh, mm. this guy is uh, he wrote even cowgirls get the blues which was a bit of a hit movie it was a hit book and then a, a best-selling book and then a, a, a movie in the late 80s i think yeah and it's just a fantastical mad uh, adventure it's got some it's got some characters that are a little bit fantastical like is this person a human or are they magical uh-huh. it's really hard as I'm demonstrating to explain well, but no. it's just funny it's a bit erotic skinny legs and all one of my all time favorite books oh wow okay what I love yeah. about this is there's that... a character that's got a shoe fetish 
and uh, he gets hold <laughs> he gets hold of high heels and he soils himself on them. What's amazing is that you've bought this for Jonathan Cook. Obviously, Jonathan Cook is someone you love so much that you've you've very carefully thought about this present in 2007. Yeah. And then December 2008, you buy for Guy Gilbert Skinny Legs and All by Tom Robbins. I've, um, can I just say one thing, which is I've I've only ever read one book, and it's called Skinny Legs and All. I think we need because I'm a slow reader. Can we have a yeah? Over to you, Sam. Come on. It's quite magical. An Arab and a Jew open a restaurant together across the street from the United Nations. Oh, that's it. Yeah. it sounds like the beginning of an ethnic joke, but it's the axis around which spins the gutsy, fun-loving, and alarmingly provocative novel in which a bean can philosophize, a desert spoon mystifies, a young waitress takes on the New York art world, and a rowdy redneck wielder discovers the lost god of Palestine. Oh, while right. the illustrate one of the illusions that obscure humanity's view of the true universe fall away one by one like Salome's veils skinny legs and all deals with today's most sensitive issues race politics marriage art religion money and lust that's all the issues there are no other issues that's by the way comfortably the worst synopsis of a book I've ever heard it's not a synopsis it's the book itself it's so long well uh, you know it's um, I'm afraid to say and I know this is a bit of an easy sort of um, it's a cop out really Mm. but you can't, in words, describe the book. You just need to read it. It was thrust into the palm of my hand by a comedy colleague whilst I was an undergraduate at the University of Edinburgh in the mid-90s. Okay. Who was that? Who was he the was comedy colleague? He was called Mark. He was called Mark. You think you know tiny... your Mark. You're thinking of yourself. Well, I know, but he was a fellow Mark. Mark Conway. And okay. he was a very pretty uh, small, very funny Irishman. Mm-hmm. And I did improv comedy at the Edinburgh Festival, uh, Edinburgh, at the Edinburgh University Theatre, which is called the Bedlam Theatre, yes, which is a, a love, it's a church that's now completely under the management of the university company. And it's, it's, a, it's a lovely thing to have yeah. and a good reason to, to be up there for four years. And I did improv comedy. He was in, he was a funny guy. And he said, Mark, you have to read this book. Stop what you don't do anything else. Just read this book. And uh, I, I read it. And I'm actually, I'm massively particular about books. Okay. And I've got this total life hack, which is that if I'm not enjoying a book within two pages, I'm out. Two pages? Yeah, it Whoa. used to be, it used no, no, to be no, no, like no, no. 100 pages, but I'm now 45 and there just isn't but time. Therein lies the problem of, of modern life. You see, this is what everyone does. Everyone's like, no, if I'm not enjoying something within a second of doing it, then I'll move yeah, on. Yeah, That's I'm why we've all got ADHD. Pages. You need to suffer through. I remember reading in my uh, universe, uh, my summer before university in 1999, I had to read Anna Karenina, right? Whoa. And yeah, and I hated every page until about page four or 500. And then I started loving it. And you then got it the click. Was, yeah, and wow. it was, I think it was 11 or 1200 pages long, and it's still the best book I've ever read because Amazing. I stuck at it, Mark Dolan. With yeah, you. I've no, just I given up reading a book no, like no. 20 pages. So from if the it end. was sort of like 20 pages from the end, <laughs> I'm just what like, are you thinking? Just I don't even care what happens. What was the book? Also, I won't say because oh. it's a modern book. 14th of July 2008, now, uh, you bought the Yamaha PSR E313-K electronic keyboard. This is a 61 key touch sensitive. It came with an adapter, which is helpful. Um, lovely little, little keyboard there. £110. By the way, this does feel a little bit like a sort of police conversation. What were you doing on the night of the 14th of July 2008? So was this a a Yamaha keyboard, a piano keyboard thing? Yes. Right. Well, I love, love, love. Um, As well as a shopper, I think I like to acquire things. Mm. So I lived in the Tufnell Park area of North London, which is uh, strangely bipolar economically in that there's some pronounced poverty and then some pronounced wealth yeah and actually i think strangely although i really wish i could press a button and there wasn't um, such a division of finance mm-hmm. um one of the great things about london town is the fact that 
it's not you don't like a really poor area, really rich area. It's it's great that it's all mixed up. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. one positive I would say, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's why I, I enjoyed living in Tufnell Park for that reason. It wasn't I would say just the, a middle class bubble. The only people that enjoy that are the people on the right side of the tracks in that oh, scenario. Really the people point. who go, oh, I love that about London. You don't hear the people going, that's actually fucking awful for us because we have to look at Yeah, I did. People. I used to check with <laughs> them every time. so often and they constantly told me they hated it. Yeah. Their heavy local accents. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do one of those accents? Well, they'll be like, no. we hate it. No. We hate it. I'm <laughs> no, like, what? No. You ate it? No, no, no. We hate it. You hate it. Why are they from Cornwall <laughs> and living in Tufnell Park? Expats. Wow, that's amazing. Um, only it. people who spend £110 on a keyboard. So I've got the story there. So what, what, what I loved, actually, I got, got slightly uh, that... The, being a student you see the thing is if you're a shopper and yeah. I, I hope that your audience will agree with this um, if you're a shopper it's not really about money so what I mean by that is I have always loved to get stuff so for me it's not a factor of if I've paid for it or indeed if it's just it's in my hands yeah. it's acquiring so when I was a student at Edinburgh Uni there were a lot of furniture was on the streets I don't know if the housing market had started to pick up in right. the mid 90s but a lot of people were kind of moving into places and getting Are you rid sure of stuff that wasn't just Edinburgh shows being well it, it, it almost inevitably yeah. But I did not, I did not but develop the habit in Edinburgh of picking up like a chest of drawers <laughs> or a w- some sort of weird wicker chair thing, you know. Yeah. So I know I picked up a lot of gear from the streets of Edinburgh as a student. And of course, as a student, no money. So you were just, uh, I used to come home with all, all sorts of stuff. And I think I got the taste for collecting things then and, and it cost nothing. Mm-hmm. So then I'm in, I'm in London and I'm, I'm out jogging around. Now this time we're jumping forward, um, you know, 12 years or something because I'm um, married. I've settled down. I've got two, two sons. And I'm out jogging and two things happened. I, there was a bin bag and it had a little post-it note and it said, take me. So you've got okay. Alice in Wonderland stuff. No, no messing around. So I, and I opened this bag and, and, and it really was art reflecting life because there was a Buzz Lightyear in there, almost sort of popping open his eyes and going, would you take me? Oh. Have you got kids that could play with me? I'm pretty you sure know? that's the plot of Toy Story 4. But yeah, go <laughs> Inevitably. On. Yeah. So, and, and in there, when this bag was more or less a generation's worth of toys. Oh. So it's like Rubik's Cube, Buzz Light. A couple of the things were a little bit broken and then it was all a bit sort of dusty and grimy. But yeah. it was free gear. It was toys. So what did you do with it? So I I, um, I was out with my run, took it home and I opened this bag and I said to my sons, why don't you pick a couple of things that you really like and then the rest will go to a charity shop mm. because it was too much of a windfall yes. for one family. Yeah, the it kids was, wouldn't cope. Their minds would be blown. It was also, insane. how did they feel about their dad going for a run around Tufnell Park with a bin bag in his arm? Because yeah. you look like a burglar. Correct. It's a burglar look when you do that. Well, or an um, athletic maybe, Santa. Do you, not, you maybe know me well, <laughs> well enough to know that I'm not... I don't really feel shame. I don't give a shit what yeah. people think. Mm. Um, so, for example, when I take my bins out on a Tuesday morning, I go full boxer short. Whoa! Yeah, and that I'm I'm thinking indecent. as long as there is no reveal of the penis, yeah, there are no laws being broken. Yeah, that's incredible. It's wow. really good. I've done the school run in slippers. You. Have you, have, you yeah. done the, have you done full school running in slippers? Yeah, have I genuinely? Just slippers? Not, not as a default, but out of desperation. <laughs> slash, slash hangover. So hang on. So take us back to this bin bag. You found a. So basically, what you've done is you've you found a rubbish bag and you've emptied it in front of your children. And, and I've given them, my children poisonous toys. Yeah, that you can only have some of these toys before they. Well, a lot of it. I'm like Dickensian. I, I don't know what asbestos looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like but my kids have grown up with a terrible cough. <laughs> Correct. There's a lot of wheezing. Oh god! But they're like, we ate it. We ate so, it. So, what you're saying is the the act of acquiring something is nicer than. So I love that. Else. So then there's a, then there's a relevance to the keyboard. So on, this is why I'm always on the lookout. You see, mm. so um, 
front garden of a neighbouring street on another occasion, and there is a beaten up keyboard oh, in the front garden. Now, this is, a, this is a legal grey area, isn't it? Because front garden, that's someone's property. Uh, yeah, technically it is. But then what if you see gear in the front garden that looks like it's being thrown away, but you don't know? What no, do you no, do? you leave it. You don't go take it. Oh, Mark Dolan goes. <laughs> but <laughs> Did I'm, you really jump over the no, fence I'm No, I'm nobody's fool. No, just a, a gate into a front garden. So right. what, I, what I did is I rang the doorbell. Okay. And the inhabitant opened the door and I said, I said, hello. Did he say, hello there? Well, I said, exactly. They went, we ate, we ate there. <laughs> you, we, I said, you ate it. No, no, we ate it. Oh, okay. They, I said to him, hello there. My, I'm Mark Dolan, Series 2, Balls of Steel. Did he think it was <laughs> a recognition? Stunt? You want a selfie? Oh, no, it's 2011. Anyway, Colonel Richard, no, so I said, um, really sorry to disturb you. I, just, I didn't know if you were throwing that away, mm. but my son loves to play musical instruments. Yeah. Right. Uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't. It's, it sort of works, it sort of doesn't. And we don't, I said, we, I, I couldn't find the plug for it, so, but there, you can put batteries in. Mm. I'm like, are you sure? That's so nice of you. Thank you very much. Mm. So I come home with this keyboard and it's um, a Yamaha keyboard and it's one of the things with the drum machine on it and with lots of generic songs like um, probably Land of Hope and Glory yeah. and a bit of Mozart perhaps. Yeah, well, The Drunken Sailor. Often Drunken Sailor. And those. then yeah. just randomly Yesterday by the Beatles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we've we've got this space oddity perhaps. I'd, I'd love to know this little kind of crack team of um, sort of musical software engineers in yeah. Japan who have to decide what songs what's going to be on the demo go on to the oh the demo maybe they could do the, on the demo they could put a podcast and someone could press the demo button on a keyboard and it's just my mate bought a toaster hi I'm Tom Price this is Sam Baines that'd be great so I'll uh, so I promise to fast forward to the end of this alright go on an unending anecdote no I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying it. so you've got is, this keyboard so I bring the keyboard home um, my 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 son my eldest son um, became obsessed with it and uh, played it constantly uh, to the point where it didn't work anymore and so I was amazed that finding this thing has gifted my son music. You know, oh, so I mean, that's, so this is 2008. Because this was his first it's, instrument. Was so it's now 2019. Thing. What's your son doing musically speaking? Well, he play he plays the piano for pleasure. No. And he has a piano teacher. And Does, he en actually enjoys it. He really enjoys Does it. Does he play a Yamaha keyboard for pleasure? He's getting a rejecting the Beethoven at the moment. You know. oh, who cares about that? Oh, so That's overrated. Fine. So old hat. Um, uh, Sam, can we have any reviews of the Yamaha keyboard? Any good reviews for us to see there? Yeah, the, um, it's got some lovely reviews. Overall, it's currently unavailable. It's probably oh. an old. Oh dear, it's embarrassing. Someone's um, front garden. Three and a half stars. Oh, not so many stars. That's there. harsh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Someone said, "Good and cheap." Okay. Or, Value or for money. Mm. Good and a cheap. A toy, but what fun. Okay. Well, what I happened is that the, 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 because the device that I got for free um, ceased working, I then thought, well, it, I think I can stretch to buying one now that I got one for I got a couple of years worth out of, you know, mm. and um, this one that I bought was fine. And uh, I just thought, yeah, I'll buy it. And, uh, and that now has ceased to be um, enjoyed. And do you know what I've done with it? Well, where's it got? Tell me you put it in your front garden. Well, I didn't go that far. Take I, it back I to the guy it, and go, there you are, mate. It went, back it, in your front garden, it went to the... Harrington Scheme charity shop on the Archway Road. Well done. And it oh, went man. within... Harrington Scheme, quote, yes. Live quote, went within seconds. Did it really? That is fantastic. I bought it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's skip ahead now. 2009, all right? October oh, 2009. Jesus. Again, only two orders placed in 2009. You're very, a very slow start. I was a bit, wasn't Amazon it? TV. Took a while to get hooked. You did a bit. Uh, you bought Camberwick Green, the complete collection. Of course, 1966's biggest event. 
was uh, Camberwick Green. Uh, Ivor the Engine as well, the, the complete yeah. Ivor the Engine. Was that to practice your Welsh accent? or At this point, um, I should explain, and this is the kind of confessional bit, like, you know, the Piers Morgan life stories when he gets yeah. the person to cry. <gasps> You've got a secret family. What happened is that I really wanted my um, kids, especially my youngest then, to enjoy yeah. some slow entertainment. And what is... The, uh, I, I don't have a problem with, um, you know, CGI stuff. And I think there's some amazing entertainment out there. Pixar... Um, and the rest of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of stuff, I think when you're a parent, you quite often want the joy of what you had. Yeah. Um, and one of the things was How 70s old are you, telly. Though, Mark? I mean, this so is... So I'm 45. Right. So, but over the engine, when was I, when was over the engine in well, Yeah, I mean, it, it must have been um, made in the late 60s. And did your kids enjoy it when you played them this? Because they loved my, it. That's well, this the amazing thing. thing. Because we're so... Uh, sort of trained to only want something new and exciting and yet when your kids so my sons really like watching the old Fireman Sam which is the old animated really good actual clay very good shows yeah yeah, yeah. old 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 and uh, they love them of course they do they don't care that it's not new it doesn't matter well with the, the risk of sounding really bitter and old which I am so bitter mm-hmm. and I'm so old very old yeah but I think that um, the focus was uh, stories yes. you know and mm-hmm. great characters and um, I think I've used that word slow entertainment, just the pace. I mean, if you even now, you don't need kids, actually. Mm. Just maybe jump on YouTube and have a look at Camberwick Green or Trumpton. Yeah. Or, or do you know what, what I was a big fan of? And I don't know if, I, if it's on my shopping list there, but I'm pretty sure I bought the Paddington animations as well. Oh, okay. And these were narrated by a wonderful old English actor called... Um, Michael Holroyd, I think he was called. Right. And he had this very Paddington and Mrs. Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, yeah. lovely voice. It. Gosh, I didn't remember it until he did his voice then. Yeah. It was a good impression. A lovely, lovely man yes. and lovely voice. And it was very... And Michael Horden. Oh, Michael. Oh, dear. Yeah. How embarrassing. Michael, well done. And it, it was a lovely, lovely show. So anyway, yeah, I did. I bought the back catalogue of stuff. They've grown out of it slightly now and they're mm. more into um, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Which also can be found in front gardens in Tufnell Park. Hello, I'm John Holmes, and yes, the last thing you need is another podcast that takes apart a television show and hacks through it like a cough going through a pensioner. Except wait, because this is the The One Show show in which myself and my guests force ourselves to watch a week's worth of TV's The One Show and then analyse it all in far too much detail. It sounds like a terrible idea, and it is. For us, but for you, it's entertainment gold that's all over a program you yourself have no intention of ever watching. The The One Show Show, every Tuesday and Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Okay, so Mark Dolan, we're going to move on, right? We're going to go to 2010. It's December 2010. It's oh, Christmas hello. time. Yeah, it's gift time, isn't it, uh, Samantha Baines? Yeah. Any good, any good gifts knocking around on his Amazon purchase? Well, a really interesting one that you bought in December. Oh, it's erotic, Five of isn't the it? world's most extraordinary people and me by Mark Dolan. Now, it's going to sound really egotistical that I've bought a book by me which is Mark Dolan unavoidable yeah. um, unavoidably uh, egotistical and can I be honest with you? you might think I did it to boost sales mm-hmm. or to boost yourself maybe or to Just buy to... as a gift do you know what it is exactly maybe it's a gift like Oprah when she'll buy like the whole studio audience a copy of her favourite book and that's not sort of... by herself though yeah by her no. own book it, it was reason... delivered to you okay the reason I bought it is because I'm actually a massive Mark Dolan fan <laughs> I really, sure. I just dig his stuff. You can't be a bigger Mark Dolan fan than me. I find him, uh, it's a weird, impossible mix of like attractive and funny. Yeah. Because it's very rare to get both. Yeah. Just as in, as in, yes, I totally would, but mm. also I'm laughing. Yeah, it's true. He's you he's know. laughing me into bed with him. That's the funny guy who I... No, do you know what it is? And of course, I'll give you a quick excuse. So I did a documentary series for Channel 4, three uh, series of... Wacky Docs, tallest woman in the world, smallest man, plastic oh. surgery addict, child genius. You sort of replaced Justin Lee Collins, didn't you? I definitely, uh... I definitely did. It was a sort of sub. It was a sub Louis Theroux type format. Sure, you know. Um, if anyone else is a big Mark Dolan fan, they can buy this book. Uh, there's 25 used available from One P. Oh, I quite. Okay. I feel flattered that they're used. I'd be particularly flattered if there was a special category on Amazon which is soiled. Well, it says used. Used for what? That's the question. Also, uh, there is 11 new available for one pair. Oh, I love it. Uh, That's not bad. So who were the five most extraordinary s- people? To c- give us a quick rundown, please. Well, I had remember. a lady called Yao Defen, and she was um, seven feet nine inches in height. And you might have thought, well, this is just a Victorian freak show for the 21st century. That yep. would be so unfair, Tom Price, mm-hmm. Samantha Baines. Mm. Is that what it was? Um, it it was very much tabloid, attention-grabbing subject matter, yes. Mm-hmm. But the key thing with the series is you must have quite a unique life experience being a woman that's seven feet nine inches. What can we learn about humanity and about the human condition from someone with a unique journey? I know that's a bit Oprah as well, but that's how we felt about yeah. it. And we got some amazing stories. And all oh, so, so uh, I'll give you some other extraordinary people. The smallest man in the world... Uh, was a guy called He Ping Ping in China, sadly no longer with us, about 63 centimetres in height, which wow. is Whoa. tiny. Um, and then another chap from um, Nepal whose father carried him around in a what can only be described as a Tesco-style 10p bag, like uh, a bag for life. Literally a bag for life. And his head would just be popping out of the edge of the bag, mm. and my rather exploitative producer looked at that and went, well, there's there's the trail for the show on yeah, Channel 4. There's your trail right there. Man in a bag, <laughs> Saturday night at nine with go, Mark Go, go, go. There's your 3.1 million viewers. Yeah. So anyway, so it was wonderful. But the best part about that series was the final series when we ran out of extraordinary people because once you've done tallest, smallest, hairiest... Biggest, fattest. Thank you. Yeah. Well, after that, it gets a bit Channel 5 and it goes a bit tragedy and it's like three legs. And we didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go for people who had chosen to be extraordinary rather than were born extraordinary. So 
we nice. had the children of billionaire oligarchs, plastic surgery addicts, people that just couldn't oh. stop changing their bodies, and uh, the parents of child geniuses and stuff. And that was fun because that's when you could be journalistic and actually say, "Why have you done this?" Yeah. You can't say you, show, to, you can't say why you, have you chosen to be in a bag with, with the with the no, little guy. No what's, one chooses. What's that. with the whole small thing? Yeah, Get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, the book has very good reviews. Oh, does um, it? Four point five out of five stars. No one Ooh. or two star reviews. I bet he writes well, Dolan. I bet he's a good writer. Oh, I don't know. You strike me as a guy. Lovely handwriting. Have you left a review yourself? No, I. For some reason, I've got a rare streak of honesty about me, and writing my own reviews is something I've just. Uh, Can we get Mark to review the reviews? Or cat? Maybe just jump on yeah, there okay. and just like, hi yeah. guys, Mark Dolan here. Mister B R Good <laughs> has written. The likeable Mark Dolan meets. I first discovered Mark Dolan on Channel 4 Hidden Camera Show, the Richard Taylor interviews. Oh. Dolan is also a talented broadcaster. Yes. Are you sure I this think this is, is my age. Having stood in for LBC London presenters over the past few years, oh. the series he presented for Channel 4 in which he visited some of the world's most extraordinary people was warm, funny and sincere. Hello. He is a nicer version of Dom Jolly, who we've also had on the podcast. <laughs> like Dom, without not the hard. gigantic <laughs> chip on his shoulder. He was warm... F- uh, he is a Louis through without the need to act all oh wide-eyed, neurotic and British for the sake of it. The aforementioned series has now been given the paperback treatment by Mark Dolan, a man who uses language to great effect. Wow. Wow. Can we, can we reply to that? Can you do that on the Amazon reviews? Can you well, say, you can by comment, the way, yeah. was this written at like 2.48 in the morning when this person was... <laughs> high and it certainly doesn't say drunk. the time it doesn't say the time. That was a, that's a late night drunk review what time do they get up at the review factories they've got in china where, that, that um, was the that was the literary live. equivalent of beer goggles i think no i think it's i think take the own the compliment mark january 2011 you bought two bucky sleep mask black why do you, do you like a sleep mask yeah i did a show a few years ago called life hacks and i'm a oh. bit obsessed with things that make life more fun and easy and good yeah. and one of them is as a traveling entertainer, and I use the term loosely, mm-hmm. you'll go into different hotels. And I used to be one of those people, I like a dark room, and I'd be sort of trying to get the curtain to block up the bit of light at the top of the, you know, mm. blacking out different hotel rooms. It's exhausting. Yeah. And then I had this brainwave, which is why don't I just cover my eyes and then I could be, I could sleep on the surface. Well, just the close sun. your eyes. That's the best. Well, close do, your eyes it? is good, but I, I've got sensitive, I'm a bit of no, a light you can sleeper. still see the light. I think through. it bleeds. I think there's a bleed. Mm. I find hotel uh, curtains, they're like proper drapes. They feel they like can proper be heavy drapes. So you really pull them across and you're absolutely fine. They the can big be problem, good. the reason why so many hotel rooms are light is because you can never find all. The, the switches for all the silly little lights they've got it's everywhere. It's been hours show. going around. And the silly world's, little, the world's, silly little lights. The world's hotels now have got so dark. Hotel rooms are all underlit, aren't they? It's all yeah. backlighting. And yeah. so, uh, but what I like is complete pitch black. So I decided to uh, have the eye patches, and I have literally not had a night's sleep without covering my eyes since. For I how like long though? Since, the, since oh, easily, 2011? Yeah, wow. probably, probably maybe longer than that. Might have been like, you know around the time of the financial crash, around sort of 2008, <laughs> when I was under emotional and financial... But yeah, no, I, I recommend the eye patches to anyone. And also earplugs are quite nice too. 100% pure silk as well, good for the skin. Mm, I know. Very nice indeed. Okay, well, Jasmine silk. An eye mask, maybe that's something we should do. So at this stage, you, you, you must do a lot of travelling, Mark, because obviously yeah. the TV career, but then we could do stand-up as well. So you're always on the road, experiencing all those hotel rooms. And now you know your eyes are always going to be safely guarded. Yes, and did you know that Mick Jagger, that I have... Obviously, a few things in common with him. Yeah. Um, mm. Height. 
exactly. very, very old. Yeah. Singing. No, just just uh, thin and past my best. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> the thing with uh, Sir Mick Jagger, did you know it's in his contract that when he stays in a hotel, the room has to have blackout blinds. Oh, really? So even if the room hasn't got that, that yeah. has to go in. If, to when in. Mick enters the room, he's going to have a completely dark room because he likes to get his sleep. God, who does Plus he think he is? M&Ms. So I'm not there yet, which is because it's so hard. If you try and call a travel lodge and explain that, it's okay if you do a Mick Jagger voice. Yeah, well, I've, I, you know, I've been known. You could just bring uh, a black hi. sheet and some tape. I'm coming to stay for a couple of nights. That was uncanny. So that was pretty good, wasn't that it? That was strong. Any chance? I'm just I'm doing the lips, mainly. I'm not looking. Yeah, at there's a lot of that it. voice there was. Okay. I'm afraid. Not did, Mick did I did I, leave, did I leave Mick Jagger behind? What I Any heard there was. You're gonna have I don't me. know what he sounds like. Like like you actually, and you were doing that. Oh. Right? you were quite you were quite Jagger-esque. Hi, Mick Jagger here. Yeah, she's got the grooves like Jagger. Can I have she? some? Blackout blinds. No, just bring a black sheet and some tape. That's too. Uh, like that could be murderer. Yeah, yeah, it's all a bit Dexter if you do that. That's Making that's my kill room. <laughs> bye bye. That's it. You Let's take move it down Stan, afterwards. Stanley knife, rope. Well, my mate baby bought oil. a toaster podcast. Yeah. My mate bought a kettle. I don't think we've had a kettle here. before. That's interesting. A nice kettle. 2001. Do you remember it? No. Oh yes, it's a really good kettle. It's oh. 2011. It has a whistle. 1.5 liter with a whistle. Just like me. I love this um, beautiful, it's cast out of pure stainless steel. Yeah. And the reason we have it is because another game changer I'd recommend to your army of listeners is an induction hob. Oh, yeah. Keeps They're okay. very good. Mm. Now, you have gas, obviously, which is very controllable. Then you have those terrible 80s things, which is the hot ring, mm. which everyone hates. Hey, I you, hate a hot when ring. When you turn down the hot ring, it continues to boil. I, think I have a hot ring. Boil. I love a hot ring. Mm, nothing worse than no, gas not a on ring, a hot ring. But it like, hasn't got the controllability, if you not noticed. When you turn it down, does the pan not keep boiling? Do you remember those no. those weird sort of curly ring oh, things? Oh, the actual yeah. ring. Oh, like no, an intense three-bar like fire. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then, no. they, then they brought one out which is under glass, but it's yeah. still more or less the ring. Oh, yeah. I've got the under glass. I quite like You've it. You've got an under glass ring? Yeah. I've got an induction <laughs> ring now. It's I've got a very hot ring. good, isn't it? Yeah, it is good. Yeah, it stays hot for a long time. The reason why, I won't bore your audience, but mm. what it does You boil is water on seven. It doesn't... Um, it doesn't uh, get hot. So a ring is just an element that just heats. Uh, this is a device that uses the magnetic Sorry, hang on. Waves. We're talking about ovens here or arseholes? Because I've been talking about my both. arsehole. Yeah, same. I didn't realise this was... Sorry, this is this My is ring's oven. under glass. Shit, sorry. Your induction sorry. ring was a cause celebrity. <laughs> Have you bleached At yours? university, wasn't it? I'd love to bleach my ring. Anyway, can we move on? But it's very good. But yeah, induction. Nice so I bought this kettle. And so I am one of the few people in, uh, I would say, a built-up area that doesn't have a plug-in kettle, but rather it goes stovetop. school. But I imagine you, Mark Dolan, as being <laughs> someone who, do, you do some of your best chat whilst making tea. In fact, what you should oh, yeah. do is make a podcast or a YouTube video where you just make a cup of tea with someone, but you take ages. Because I've seen you make tea. You're so it right. takes 15 to 25 minutes, which is the perfect Yeah, we talked time. about it earlier, the yeah, shade of tea. So there you are. Mark maybe. Dolan makes a cup of tea. That's just the show. Also, I think you should do that. I okay. like it. Okay. I genuinely think you should do that. I'm well, you th- would know because you are among so many of your skills. You are the podcast king. Well, clearly, clearly. I'm also a format genius, and that would be amazing. Dolan making tea. Okay. All right, let's well, move thank on. Thank you for that. Can you I get, be the queen? Uh, you're going to be with me, and you get a very fancy cut of the IP. Okay. All right, we'll talk afterwards. Thanks yeah. very much. I want uh, 10%. And if you'd make it without that. Give it, 25, it, 25%? I'm I'll a take, terrible negotiator. I'll take, I'll take 25. Yeah. I don't want to be involved in any way. All right, fine. Well, you're missing out. He's going to make a fortune. <laughs> um, 
There's some great stuff in 2014. What I'm thrilled about, Jasmine Silk Men's Classic Silk Boxer Shorts you got a, Black. You've got silk pants. It's like sort of... Yeah. Silk pants. They're like silk pyjama pants. a member pants. of the royal family. It's like being in the crown sitting with you, Mark Darden. So are you oh, really yeah. right now sitting... Are I'm you, wearing them now. Are you seriously... Do you want to see them? Let's have a look. So okay. you bought right. 13 you pairs of, of I'm these. I'm off mic for a second. Do you always... Are you actually wearing them well, now? What I'll do is I'll... I'll pull up a section of them. I don't yeah. want to. Are you joking? Don't guy. reveal. He's got a, He's got silk grits on. Oh my god! You oh are actually god. wearing them. They are. They are. They're, they're actually. Uh, Your they're pants s- were made by a spider. I think they were made by some Chinese children. Oh, okay, with you. But um, do you know what's uh, good? Um, I'm a bit obsessed with uh, fabrics and materials, and anything that comes from nature, such as silk or wool, sponges, very uh, nicely done. <laughs> They're very, it's very, very hygienic. I love my silk boxes. And just for your audience's reassurance, they're not hellish sort of jockeys or something. They are just a common or garden boxer shape. And they're quite loose. What's also good about them is two things. One, um, I can wander down to the kitchen in the dead of night, let's say, pour myself a glass of milk. And they're almost shorts. Yeah, that's you know? yeah you, they you look, could, they're almost they look shorts. a lot like a woman's... Nothing wrong with that. A woman's pajama shorts. Thank you. You could answer the door in these, couldn't yeah. you? But you probably you could. couldn't take them on holiday. And there's a story here as well with your Amazon purchase history because on the 15th of April 2014, he goes out and he buys one pair of Jasmine Silk Men's Classic Silk Boxer Shorts Large, right? 16.99. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? He really likes them, Mark Dunn. He has a lovely April. <laughs> People are saying to him, April 2014, Mark, you seem really happy at the moment. Why is that? Because yeah. my bits are couched in silk right now. That's why I'm happy. And then along comes the 14th of May and you spend a hundred. £135 yeah. on more. buying eight pairs. Yeah. <laughs> that is impressive. That well, is... it is. So um, I will tell you a life lesson, and this comes to the bit before the show when we were having the pre-show champagne, which I really want to thank you for, by You're the way. You're very welcome. I thought yeah. it was a nice touch. We're making a lot of cash here on my That's why toasting. the podcast is, is so good. It's the pre-show Everyone's champagne. Drunk. Yeah. Uh, I thought the snacks were disappointing, but that's fine. Shut so, up. So tr- truth crisp is, is a crisp. Go on. Good point. Pringles. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, yes, I've got a thing, which is if I like something and I'm absolutely cast iron certain it will be used forever, yeah. I buy in bulk. I go nuts. You've got nuts. So these nuts I bought here. I probably I don't know if the history bears it up, but somewhere along the line I'll have bought one or two uh, to try out. And if they're successful, then we're going to go to press with it and I'm getting 10 more. Yeah, you did buy four in medium. And yeah. then you bought one in large, then eight in large. And because I'm so OCD, I found the mediums a little on the tight side, but acceptable. So <laughs> then. But wouldn't you want a medium with silk shorts? Because then you can really. I know them. what you mean. There was quite a marginal difference. Well, in an ideal world, at large would be better. But because I'm a bit OCD, if I see that I'm wearing the mediums, I'm like, oh, they're the mediums. I'm going to have a rubbish day. Yeah. So what I did is I cut the size label out of each and every one of them so they all look the same and I'll just never know which is which. I love your Amazon purchase, purchase history. And and the, the story it's telling me, right? And you're mm. right, because you do, when you go for stuff, stuff, you really go for stuff. Like there's loads of Kindles. You've bought yeah. a vast number of Kindles. Most of the Kindles sold in this country have been bought by you. Um, you've bought loads and loads that of... That was, by the way, corporate gifts for my management team. Oh, nice. Tax because deductible. I just thought, yeah, and I just thought it was a really nice. They, they're amazing. My agent and her team are fantastic. And I really wanted to thank them. And I thought. They must be if you to end up on this podcast. great thing to. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, what a nice thing to receive a Kindle as a gift. Sometimes it'll be like vouchers and, and maybe sort of flowers. And, but I thought a Kindle would be a good gift. But the problem is you can only give that one year. So that was the year of the Kindles. Did you preload your book onto it? 
50 copies. <laughs> Used up half the memory. But that's what's great. So there's loads of Kindles he's buying, Sam. I don't know if you can mm. see this. And also loads of sleep masks and loads mm. of his own book. So And, and, and now shorts. silk pants. It's a bit like you sort of this sort of narcissist bohemian. Mm. And Correct. I love it. Very, very sort of fey and almost sort of Oscar Wildean sort of figure. Yes, yes. Yeah, Just yeah. on a chaise long. Almost nude, silk eye masks, <laughs> silk boxes. Buying my latest paperback. I want to know the story yeah. behind you ordering all in one order, the evolution of desire, the guide to getting it on, the anatomy of love <laughs> and the Philips 18 watt master LED light bulb. <laughs> How do those all come in one package? If you're darling, having, darling, yeah. have you had delivery? Yeah, don't open it, no. don't open it. Darling, why have you... The light bulb, basically, if you're having that much... Well, those many intimate relations, you need mm. to see what's happening. Oh, okay. And also light bulb take moment? notes as well. I had a waterproof pad oh, and oh. I would like take little, I'd be like, wait a moment, darling. That's Let amazing. me just write that down. What happened there? Um, what, what kind of light bulb was it? LED. Yeah, LED. I'm a really big fan of LED because yeah. it's more energy efficient and it doesn't get hot, which makes it less of a fire hazard. Yeah. Also, Not when you're having sex, though, obviously. No lights on during sex. So I agree with you there. I like oh, No, yeah. I love lights no, no, on. No, 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 no. All yeah, lights that's because you're in Daylight, show business. Streaming you like through the stage. window. Bouncing off my nipples. Oh, my God. <laughs> you like Are you a full house that in there. Keep no, that in. I'm cutting that out. That's Definitely the essence of my mate bought a toaster right there. I want to point something out to you, Mark, because we're gonna we're running out of time now, and I do want to get through this. Because what happens now? We're in 2015. You made 36 orders in 2015. Mm. Okay, Mark? In 2016, do you know how many orders you did? 136. 153. Oh, close. What on earth happened it's in 2016? The behaviour of an addict, isn't it? It is. It's just like, why did it suddenly... There's lots of things like the Simpsons stuff. So that's the, the kids. Oh, I think... Yeah, okay. maybe the kids. So what happened is now they've come of age, the boys, and got access... Well, they've got Kindles, and when they purchase a book on a oh, Kindle... Oh, it's all Kindle yeah. stuff. Oh, here we go. Mark, 15th of November 2016, the PGA Tour six-foot putting mat. Are you a, are you a golfing fan? Yeah. You're a so... In my defence, we're we're down on the board games, but we're very up on activities at home or anywhere, like portable fun. Right. So it's really simple. You have this um, golf putter that you screw together. It's in like three parts. Okay. It's very portable. Yeah. And it comes with like some balls and then it's got this pretend bit of grass and then it's got a hole at the end of it and yeah. you've got to like roll it along and that is hours of fun and that's the kind so of thing I do with my kids. Do you play golf in real life or just in no, the home? No, we actually I'm all about the putting. I cut out the middleman. I'm not interested <laughs> in that big shot at the, the Tiger Woods thing at the beginning. No, right, okay, the Can drive. The drive. Nah, now, done. we've got to skip on ahead, all right? We mm, are going okay, to 2019 now, a.k.a. this year. Not messing January this year, and I can see you've got this because I can see it on your phone. You have mm. bought the Yishta battery case. Oh, yeah. With the, so this is a lovely case with an extra battery on the back. Um, how's that working out for you? It's Mark? so good because what happens is that you've got a battery which is built into the case, yeah. and... It's like having a 90s Nokia all over again. Is it quite heavy? It's massively heavy mm. and bulky, but I never think about power anymore. No. There's just always juice. Well, you're posh. You've got power, naturally. It's in your naturally, class. I try. <laughs> I'm born to it. So I'm at 100%, and then I've got about another 80% on the case. Ooh, lovely stuff. Stuff of envy. So yeah, I love it. Lovely I do, battery I like chest. a battery case. Okay, right, okay. Knock yourselves out. 2019 already been a very, very busy year already. We're not yeah. even, what? We're not we're in September at the time of recording this. I know. At 164 orders in 2019 so this quite is, a lot actually you've got Jekyll and Hyde on your Kindle thought of that um, for a good good jam strawberry jam yeah this is when you're getting obsessed with this sugar diet thing oh, that you're doing a lot in a nutshell uh, a year and a half ago I was feeling tired all the time I went to the doctor and he said there's nothing wrong with you pull yourself together mm. 
Sounds like a setup. He said, I've just, uh, literally, I've just seen someone with a tumor the size of a basketball and you're a bit tired. Mm. Go away. Off you go. So actually, I thought, nah, he's got a point. Um, so I'm not dying. But I just was tired, you know, and I was tired of being like really flaky all the time and everything. So what I did was I jumped on the Internet and I found Michael Mosley, of course, the creator of the 5-2 diet. And he had this book about blood sugar and it was called the blood sugar diet. And the idea was it's not about weight loss, about if you want to be healthy, don't be spiking your blood sugar all the time. People have been saying this for years. Yeah. But go back to Atkins in the 90s. Well, apparently, I think apparently the way we're physically built is that we're not designed to have all this sugar in our bloodstream all the time. And it's not only sugar, but things like bread and pasta do the same thing as a Mars bar. There's actually no difference. So what I did was, well, let's give that a try based upon energy rather than weight loss. Because I've, I've never, maximum weight was like 88 kilos, which is not that much, is yeah, it? Yeah, no. What's no. that, 13 stone? Considering Four, 13 you're and a half? eight foot three. That's decent. Anyway, I did it um, within a month, extraordinary levels of energy, much better. But then after three months, I had lost weight for it, 16 kilograms. Oops. I went from 88 to 72. And I'm now, I'm like rocking 71 just generally. I'm quite passionately low carb. And I think it's very good for the world and good for everybody to not eat too much sugar or the carbs. Stevia thing. So stevia is is basically, it's, it's, it's a plant, completely natural. And you can actually grow it on your window box. It's just this leaf, these green leaves. And if you mash them up, they're ridiculously sweet. 200 times sweeter than sugar, but containing no calories. But doesn't the <gasps> fake sugar have the same effect as sugar? Doesn't that give it's you a... a brilliant, brilliant question. Because stevia is just this leaf and it's sweet, but it has no glucose response, then no. In fact, it was used centuries ago as a, as a treatment for various ailments in Asia, in ancient sort of Chinese medicine and stuff. But the biggest thing is it's now used to help people regulate their blood sugar. So if you've got diabetes, stevia is actually helpful. So what do you have it on? Because Can you have bread? It comes in drops, for example. So therefore, let's say I've got some Greek yogurt and then a little, maybe a tablespoon of um, almond butter and then a couple of squirts of stevia. And it's like the most delicious dessert. So it's very good. You can add it to lemon juice mixed with water. And then you've got like cloudy homemade lemonade. It's not great on its own because it has a strange cloying aftertaste. But if it's masked in something sort of like lemon juice or full fat So in March, you bought choco hazel with stevia. So it's like chocolate spread. So exactly, that's good. Or you can have stevia chocolate. And again, the cocoa butter counterbalances the strange aftertaste. As a branding consultant, I just worry about its proximity to the word Steve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's what you've just described as a miracle thing because I'm obsessed with sugar at the moment and I'm going to do something about it, I promise you, one day. Let's talk. One day. I've just had a chocolate croissant. There's also this just other stuff. I literally had a chocolate croissant for lunch. But I Enjoy think it. stevia is disappointing. Do you know what I mean? It might as well be rubbish. called colinia yeah. or stevia markia. Stevia is the word Steve, the name Steve, and mm. with respect to the Steves out there, but it is a name of the last century. There's no place yeah. in the modern world for a Steve. <laughs> we, we are running out of time. Um, anything else we can see over the course of 2019, Sam? Oh, look, I tell you what you have got. You've got your motion sensor lights. Your USB rechargeable oh, LED lights. So good. I've bought four of these. They're absolutely They're good, aren't they, they go in the corridor. I walk past, the corridor lights up. It's like the corridor is sentient. The it's corridor is saying, well, magical. And then they switch off when you walk past. Also, you can switch right. them to on all the time. So I put them next to my son when he reads. And the, the LED, uh, they're LED, so they last, the battery lasts for decades. It's phenomenal. I, I think actually one of the big things is just uh, joyous about the, this conversation, this podcast, is, is obviously what, what particularly people are passionate about. I love gadgets. Yeah. And we're in this amazing era now where especially on Amazon and places like that that stuff is so good and also very cheap 
Because yeah. back in I grew up. I'm Thanks, all, China. Well, I know, and I hate to say it, and I do, and I'm not without a sense of uh, you know responsibility about how I purchase and where from. But when I I'm 45, and I grew, I was born in 74, and when I grew up, cheap stuff was terrible and always broke, and mm. then expensive stuff was was pretty solidly good. So yes. I remember when my, my we, we would like buy a family car and a Mercedes Benz. They just worked, and then we would have a Vauxhall, which didn't work. Yeah. So you, some cars worked and some cars did not work. Mm-hmm. And whereas now everything works, everything's great. Mm. And I love that. So it's those so, those so those lights, right, those that you walk past in your house, if you'd had those like 20 years ago, had some guy called Steve come around and actually <laughs> wire that into your house, it I would know. have cost you hundreds. So true. Wires going into the walls, all that sort of stuff. And the lights would have been, the, the bulbs would have had to be changed all the time. All of that. I'd have to buy a new bulb with loads of sex books every three or four months. I'm afraid so. A complete nightmare. Um, listen, Mark, there's there's one final thing that I want to do. I just Anything. want to touch on do it. two products you've bought in close succession to each other. Mm. The 13th of August, you got the Aero Latte Milk Frother. Oh, right? yeah. Very nice to froth your milk while Quality. you're in your silk pants. And then, on the 16th of August, you bought your Aero Latte Milk Frother. What's going on? So I bought one, and it was faulty. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah. Was it cheap, wasn't it? Cheap stuff's always rubbish, as we've yeah, been discussing. Yeah, I mean, you know, with respect, I'm sure Aerolatte, they took care of the refund, and, and I, you know, mm. acknowledged that. You've got no problems with Aerolatte here on this show. Not really, although okay. I have an ongoing dilemma, and you might be able to help me with this. Well, let's finish. Let's fix the dilemma at the end of the show. Come on, let's, let's do this. Let's fix it. Yeah. Okay, I've got a takeaway value here, don't I, which is you're going to fo- solve this problem. Yeah. So, um, it's extraordinary, the idea of having uh, a latte or a cappuccino at home. Mm. And I didn't realize you don't need to buy an espresso or something. like that. The no. best bit, those devices, the best bit is the milk frother at the side of the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So there's two options, which is the Aero Latte, which is a mediocre way of getting the uh, milk frothy. Froth. But do you have milk? Because it's got a lot of sugar in. Yeah, you're so right. And I actually buy, I buy the low lactose. Oh, water. I know that one. <laughs> there is a bit of that. Yeah. Milk. Yeah. Try La- oat milk. It's called lacto-free. No, oat milk's very uh, carby, I'm afraid. But lacto- mm. the, the low lactose milk, lactose is a milk sugar, so mm. it's got half the sugar of normal milk. So I have that, actually, strangely. But okay. anyway. What about so- soy milk? Is that carby? No, that's really low in carbs. The soy is great. But it's high in estrogen. It, exactly. There, are, there is a, a long conversation about whether soy is actually good for you Does or not. Does soy give you tits? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I drink a lot of soy. <laughs> not, Don't you just. We're not necessarily supposed to consume huge amounts of soy, but that's for another day. What's the um, dilemma? Here we so go. So the dilemma is, do I buy a standalone device, mm-hmm. which would be, I think, Levat to make one, and it's about the size of a small coffee machine. What you do is you put your milk in, and it literally froths the milk. Lovely. Um, yeah, it's going to cost that. about 45 quid. It takes an hour and a half to clean, probably. Maybe. Uh, That's the thing. So I, do I go the uh, sort of vibration style hand whisker? Or you do I go for, for other a, things? My dilemma is that A, the cost, and B, do I want this on in the kitchen all the time? Frother, it's, stick it in a drawer, mate. Get two. You've got one that's being washed, one that's ready to go. So, er, wait, or Aero Latte rather than the machine. Aero Latte frother thing. Yeah. The, aero, the handheld. You're not feeling another bloody device in don't the kitchen. Put, no, yeah. I'm sick of your devices on the sides, Mark. Yeah. I'm sick of them. Do you, you don't want to look at them all the time. Sick of them. Our kids are just sitting there reading Kindle books all day long. You're ignoring me because you're too busy reading the Financial Times. And well sex said. Books. Worried about and interest sex rates. Sex books worrying about interest rates. Um, <laughs> listen, Mark Dolan, I love being in the same room as you, but this has got to end. It's been beyond pleasurable. It's been really nice. Thank also, you. at the time of recording, we've done an hour and a half. 
So at some stage, I've got to edit this down because I don't think I'm allowed to release an hour and a half podcast. It's a a mistake. We're going to have to end this. Mark Dolan, thank you so much. You are an inspiration to silk pant wearers everywhere. Thank you. You are Um, too nice. Thank you for having me, guys. How can we track you down on social media? Where are you? That's really nice of you, actually. I would say my website, Mm markdolan.com. And there are two things happening at the moment. Talk radio has a TV slash radio show called Fake News, which I'm the presenter of. Good. It looks and sounds a lot like Have I Got News For You, but without, like, Ian Hislop and stuff. Okay, so for some people, that's an improved version of Have Thank I Got News For You much. for this others. Is, and no. this is this was my pitch. No, so, uh, and so without a writing that. team. Uh, uh, correct, there's no budget or a studio. It's just me in the garden looking lonely. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I'm on all the platforms. Brilliant. Come, come and say hi. Thank you very much indeed. Mark Dolan, wonderful time. Sam Thank Baines. Sam Baines, I just want to say I like you. <gasps> I thought you were going to say love then. Bye. Bye. Oh, hang on. Let me just do the important bit. At oh. ToasterPod on Twitter and uh, give us a like and, and all yeah, that stuff. Follow us on Twitter and please tweet about the podcast because then your friends will find out about it and then we'll mm. get more listeners and We've then we'll nice feel validated. 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 I want to be valid, please. Thank you. We'll feel validated in our life. And also, please give us a five-star review on all the podcast platforms because I like it. That's it. Perfect. Hooray. Extraordinary. Well done. I don't now think bad. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. My name's Pete Allison. And I'm Dave Cribb, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends. Each week we invite a guest on, ask them to pick their favourite episode of Friends, and then we talk about it in far too much detail. Basically, if you like the show Friends, and you like it when people take things far too seriously, then you might well like this podcast. Search Great Big Owl on your podcast app of choice, and you'll find Friends with Friends right there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.